Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to the Full Press Fantasy Pod, part of Full Press Coverage. My name is Kyle Senra. Joining me is my co-host, Brad Harvin. Brad, how are you doing? Hey, Kyle. Uh, doing great, man. Uh, just uh, getting ready to uh, enter the double-digit weeks of uh, fantasy football, man. its uh, I mean, it's here. This is the home stretch. Uh, lots of decisions to be made out there, and uh, I think we're going to talk about a few of them. So uh, how about yourself? How are you? Yeah, doing great. 18-game uh, regular season in the NFL this year, so after week nine, we are officially at the halfway point for that, but I mean, you know, a lot of playoffs are going to be 15, 16, 17, which means we're what I like thinking. more than halfway through the fantasy regular season, too. So yep. yeah, significant time of year, uh, playoff pushes, and uh, time to make those, you know, contending teams, especially in dynasty leagues, contending teams where you, you push the chips, chips in and trade away uh, future rookie picks to get players that can help you win that title. Uh, so that, that's something we're going to talk about. Obviously, we're going to talk rankings debate, uh, some news in the NFL in terms of some players who are free agents. I mean, I guess the big news of Odell Beckham getting released by the Browns last week, uh, cleared waivers. So he's free to sign with anybody. So that that's a, to kind of continue to monitor. Right. I feel like this late in the week, even if he signs somewhere, he may not play. Uh, I know uh, on the uh, going for two live show on Monday nights, the two point conversion, uh, which I co-host uh, one of my co-hosts is Dr. James Ferretti. And mm-hmm. he was kind of mentioning, you know, he's a doctor, right? Like injuries kind of a, a big thing. And, and when he kind of says something, it's, it's important to listen, I think. And he's right. concerned with Beckham's shoulder injury right now, like not being a hundred percent healthy. I wonder if that's maybe teams are hesitant too. like even the contending teams aren't sure how much he can actually produce for them this year and, and i think fantasy managers should kind of think the same so this is one where if you, i mean if you have him on your team you don't expect him to play this week like be prepared right. to, to have other players starting uh but yeah this could be something where i don't know if this drags out and he doesn't sign after a week or two i think in redraft you might be free to, to cut him in dynasty hope i think you know that that would be you know you're hoping that he, he signs somewhere next year and he's fine like at least worth right. rostering so i wouldn't cut him in dynasty leagues but frankly brad like i don't know like to me like if he goes through this week unsigned and every team kind of has the week to decide and they all say no, I don't know that it's going to change next week. So if, if uh, yeah, so that's one where if it's Sunday morning and he isn't signed yet, I might cut him to right. pick up another player who I think might have some upside this week. And I don't know. Do you think that's too extreme? No, I don't, I don't think that's uh, too extreme either, but uh, j- just uh, looking at the uh, other foot, I think I heard um, also like if, if, Beckham is trying to pick and choose his way, uh, you know, trying to get on a contender, you know, that that's great, you know, more power to him. I mean, this is uh, obviously his uh, third 
third third opportunity on, on a team. But uh, I did hear that it, that it's interesting if he is going to make a move. If, if the ball is actually in his court and, and it's not necessarily the the, the shoulder or, or whatever the case may be, but if the ball is actually in his court, that uh, he would need to sign by uh, four o'clock on Saturday because of the paycheck, the prorated paycheck kind of thing. So. If, if he signs before four o'clock, he can still get paid for this week or something, which, which I thought was interesting, even though he wouldn't obviously most likely wouldn't play if he signed before then. But uh, so I, I thought that was a different, uh, you know, kind of dichotomy look, looking at what he's, uh, you know, kind of, you know, out there playing the field, playing the field as well. So um, yeah, I thought that was uh, interesting. That's one where, where again, I, I, this doesn't seem like it's going to be a quick resolve. And yeah, uh, it doesn't. It does not. So yeah. again, so um, I understand anyone like still believing in the upside, wanting to hang on to him. I just think don't be afraid to cut him if you need to. If if that roster, because that roster spot might be worth more than the player itself at this point in Absolutely. redraft. Again, I'm specifying a redraft dynasty leagues. I think that's still too. It's there's still too much there in terms of his value even if he's not producing to where you can at least always get a draft pick for him. like even now if you just wanted to get rid of him off your team you could probably sell him to get a fourth round pick right i'm pretty sure almost every team in the league would be willing to pay that yeah. so he'll always have that value where he's worth rostering in dynasty but i think redraft it's to the point where he might not be at least in my eyes so we'll see obviously i mean he by the you know by the time you listen to this he might have signed somewhere and making me sound really foolish right now so uh although of course you look at some of the things we talked about last week some of the players i was touting maybe you think that anyway but uh uh but i know kudos to well kudos to you brad because another week where if you look at our uh, rankings uh twitter poll uh mm-hmm. You uh you nailed it pretty close last week with Miles Gaskin uh and this is so for week nine uh okay. you you hailed him as the RB fourteen I am at RB twenty five which uh was a close close in the votes actually it's one of our closest actually it is has been our closest poll yet. yeah I saw I saw that fifty three point seven percent so uh just barely over over that majority but uh, that slight majority agreed with me so you made uh us and everyone who picked uh, against uh, that side uh you know. Uh, look uh, well you made yourself look really good uh <laughs> he finishes rb15 and half point ppr so you were oh, one there spot you go. off all right and this okay. is two weeks after getting it perfectly with justin fields at qb24 so <laughs> uh sandwiched in between the Devonte smith thing but uh yeah exactly, exactly. yeah no, no problem yeah you uh, got you got to take the good with the bad so sure uh but yeah we're gonna we're gonna go back to a wide receiver this week uh for the twitter poll uh interesting enough how uh things have kind of flip-flopped on that particular team but we'll get to that in in a sec um i know one more piece of news was cam newton and he may sign with the panthers yeah interesting yeah i mean it's it's a new regime so he hasn't worked with matt rule yet even though it's his old it's his old team i'm not uh surprised that the panthers uh you know we're kind of going out to uh to uh you know check you know you know kick the tires on him i i know he's still beloved in in the uh in the charlotte area i mean he certainly you know did some great things for that city uh obviously you know having a mvp season a 15 and one season you know get him to the super bowl all that good stuff i i don't feel like he uh you know left there with you know uh too many burned bridges and and like you mentioned you know a new, new regime uh there uh so i mean it could could be an opportunity um for uh, Cam Newton to, uh, you know, kind of come back and, uh, you know, possibly be relevant again. I mean, with that, uh, you know, in mind, you know, what is his value in, in, in fantasy football for, for redraft? I, I, I don't, I don't think there's uh, really much uh, there until um, possibly a wait and see, or if you're, if you're desperate and, and, you know, maybe he, uh, you know, catches, uh, catches fire for, for a few weeks. It could be somebody you're, you're interested in. Uh, myself, I know I have him in uh, our dynasty league and uh, he's obviously been, uh, I, I drafted him and I decided to hold on to him because of uh, some of the attrition I've seen around the league and, uh, you know, probably possibly for this moment right here. I mean, what, what's going to happen if he, uh, you know, uh, goes into Carolina still, you know, can still uh, do what he can do. I, I certainly still still like his uh, rushing upside as a quarterback and uh so i i did hold on to him instead of uh cutting him there were a few weeks i was like ah, you know i don't, I don't think it's going to happen but i mean he's still relatively young i know he's uh doesn't have uh the body of of a you know a 30 
32 year old, or I'm not exactly sure how old he is. Cause he certainly have been uh, beat up before, um, you know, running the game and in, in, in his style of play, but he, he can still, you know, possibly have uh, bring something to the table. So uh, kind of let him uh, stay around there. What, what, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah. Like you brought up the Russian ability. I think that's, that's true. And it's relevant because that's one where even if he's not playing the greatest quarterback wise, and the team's not winning, it could still lead to fantasy points in production. We're seeing it. Obviously the example this year is Jalen hurts with that, but I think of like recent quarterback pickups, like the kind of, okay, they might be the starter for a little bit or, or portions of this again, stretch run end of fantasy regular seasons into the fantasy playoffs. Taysom Hill is a guy that comes to mind that kind of has that same skill set. And I exactly. thought Taysom Hill was maybe the pickup last week, even with other guys like, well, I think we kind of knew at that point Colt McCoy might start. Uh, who is, who's another quarterback? Like there's a few quarterbacks that we knew going into last week that were kind of like, okay, these are going to be the backup guys. Like Sunday morning, if you heard about the Tua news, like uh, Jacoby Brissett, like that, those right. types of quarterbacks. Yeah. I feel like Taysom Hill was still the priority, even if he didn't like he didn't start last week. But it's if he does start at any point, he gives a better, like you said, fantasy floor, a certain threshold of production better than those other quarterbacks. I think Cam kind of leapfrogs a lot of those guys and, and kind of at least joins Taysom Hill there. And I think that's kind of the discussion at this point. Would you rather have Taysom Hill? Not sure if he's going to start for the Saints, but at least on that team or Cam Newton, that feels like if the Panthers sign him, they're going to start him. Like it's like PJ Walker is not going to stop him from, from starting games. And frankly, the way Darnold's played, I don't think Sam Darnold stops him from playing games, especially if he's playing well enough. Especially, like, yeah. That's, that's something where he, he might sign and have that starting job the rest of the year. So at this point, would you rather have Taysom Hill or Cam Newton? Uh, I mean, for, for me, uh, I, I would, uh, I would, t- I would tend to lean towards uh, Cam Newton. Uh, because of exactly what you just said. I mean, if, if the Panthers do sign him, they're not signing him to be a backup. They're signing him to, to, to go in there and, and, and play quarterback possibly for the remainder of the year, which, uh, which, you know, could be good, could be bad, but I mean, the potential's there for him to, you know, have a strong finish. Uh, and uh, like, like you said, obviously Darnold's been uh, struggling. He could certainly uh, make a case for himself uh, once he gets on the field to, um, to take that lead role, take that starting role, uh, and to finish out the uh, 2021 season. So I would lean towards that. I've, I've never been a huge uh, Taysom, Taysom Hill fan uh, in the beginning. Um, and, and even now, just because there's uh, just seem, seems to be so much uncertainty there. I mean, I, I, I mean, uh, tr- you know, tremendous athlete, but I, I mean, as far as, you know, uh, leading an offense game after game, I, I don't think he's the one that uh, can do it where of course, Newton does have that have that experience yes he's uh dropped back a little bit and uh maybe the skill set isn't what it was back in uh, 2012 or um but you know he he still has the opportunity to to um go out there have fun um i mean he he certainly would be going to carolina with uh you know not a ton of pressure on on himself i mean the panthers are not going to make the playoffs uh in my opinion where the saints are you know kind of they're they're trying to uh you know, jockeying themselves to, uh, to get maybe that extra uh, playoff spot. And, um, there, there could be, you know, some extra pressure on somebody like Hill who, who doesn't have that, you know, game after game experience, uh, to, uh, step forward. So, uh, yeah, I, I would lean towards Newton. I also think like, then this is kind of banking on him signing with the Panthers, but I like that receiving core and those weapons a lot more like just, I mean, just wide receiver alone, like DJ Moore is far trumps anyone that the saints have. And, you know, he's that good. He might also be the second best receiver of, of that group between the Panthers and saints. That's how good he is. He takes up two receiver spots. Okay. That's not realistic. And I'm kidding. Um, and uh, so one of the things I think is uh, with uh, like Christian McCaffrey right now, he seems healthier than Alvin Kamara. So like who might also be dealing with injury, like McCaffrey coming back. So I think all that I, Newton to me has the higher ceiling as well as having the better floor. So I feel like in, in, in uh, super flex leagues, like especially in dynasty leagues, like Cam Newton was probably already still rostered. Like, like you did, Brad, like you just held on to him. Uh, redraft leagues is where he might be available to go pick up. I don't know that there's enough upside though for in single quarterback leagues that want to risk it, but certainly any uh, super flex leagues, I think uh, he's worth uh, going up and at least roster. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So now what we want to talk about is some uh, dynasty trades. And I think specifically looking at the, uh, the, the, you know, the contenders, the teams that are going for it. And, right. okay, I, you know, as a contender, if the manager still has their own first round pick next year in the rookie draft, thinking, okay, if, if like as from the mindset of that manager, if I can win that first round pick is late in the, like in, in the first round, maybe the, you know, ideally the one twelve. it's a 12 team league and you win it all. You get the last pick, but like one ten, one eleven, one twelve. 112, you can finish top three. Those picks come draft season won't necessarily be as valuable as say, you know, the, the picks at the top of the draft, which will really inflate. Like they'll all kind of go up. Like I think that's kind of the, the dynasty cycle of value is those picks will accrue value once the season's done people aren't scoring points and the, those rookie drafts are coming through and then the, the profiles and all that they'll start to go up anyway but at this point like like those if you can pr- project where those picks will be and say okay maybe the, the players there aren't as valuable are there players that can help you win now that you can get to to that will help right and i think again so look at the teams that feel like you know, that extra piece can be the piece that helps win. So it's not that as if like, you don't look at a team and say like, Oh, I need this piece just to make the playoffs. That's maybe where you want to hang on to those firsts. And the better time to trade that first might be just before the rookie draft. And that's where you can get maybe the best player. But if you're thinking, okay, I'm already top three in the league, top five in the league, looking like a playoff team points for is pretty good. This is that one thing that puts me over the top. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about here, Brad. And I've got a couple of trades in particular. Okay have that exact same idea where what what are you giving up the first because i think a lot of people there's a lot of players that are worth a first but if you only have one first you have to know how to prioritize which player to go after sure so i think like i guess in your mind are there any ways to like decide between running back wide receiver what you want to spend your first on i guess it's team dependent you you look at what you know what's the bigger need on this team or is it just you kind of have a, a, a priority list. Like if I've got these five running backs, if I can't get one of them, then it's these three receivers. Like how would you kind of go about prioritizing which of those two positions to go after first? Yeah, I think it would uh, certainly be a uh, team specific. Uh, I mean, there's obviously been, uh, you know, several injuries uh, uh, going on uh, currently and, you know, that could impact the, the remainder of the season. Uh, uh, you know, we, we've talked about the uh, Derek Henry uh, situation that, uh, that I, that I'm dealing with on, on one of my teams. So, I mean, it re- really just kind of uh, depends on what you want to go for. That's going to, you know, uh, put you over the top if that is uh, uh, if you're going for it this season. So, yeah, I, I think it's, I, I feel like it's a more team specific, but then again, I, I'm that, I'm that new guy here. So uh, maybe there's uh, something, uh, something I'm missing that uh, you can fill me in on Kyle. Well, Lona, and I think trusting your own player values, right? Like who do you have as the top five dynasty pieces and what can you go after? And like usually those, those high, high end ups, uh, upside pieces, you're going to have to spend more yeah. than one first on. So you kind of have to f- figure out, okay, what's that list of players that are worth the first and then kind of, or like prioritize the order. Okay. This is the player I want to go out f- after first and then go see which of the managers are those that could be selling. Cause like the player you might really want might also be on another team that's competing and competing against you for that, that championship in those playoff spots and may not want to part ways with them. Like they're, they're not interested sure. in getting the first yet. They want the players. So I think one of the things I do is I go to the league standings, look at, okay, who are the teams that are clearly out of it? There are a few wins behind. Like these are the teams, the low points, like total points score, I think is a really good measure of, okay, who who's actually putting up the points to be able to get them the wins. 
So looking at the teams that are, have low wins and low point totals, kind of go through them and, and like look through their rosters and, and sort of, okay, if, you know, I've, let's say you've got three teams to choose from this point of the year that are clearly out of it. Look on those three teams. Which, what is the one player you want the most out of those three teams? And I think sometimes it's not even who's the most valuable to those managers in particular, it's, is there something on your team that has inherent value that makes that specific player more valuable? I find the easiest way to do that is stacking. Who's your quarterback? And that's exactly what I did in two specific trades was I went and I looked through the teams and, you know, I noticed one player and this is in both leagues where I did this, where it's like, okay, yeah, this player would go with this team realm. And in the other league, yes, this player here on this rebuilding team would go really well on my team because I already had those quarterbacks. So in one league, I just, I just made this trade last night, Brad. So this is fresh. Like this is, this is about as fresh as you can get in terms of dynasty value. Uh, I gave up my 2022 first, and this is a 12 team super flex. Okay. Start 10 PPR. Uh, so yes, giving up my first, I'm currently third place. So that would make that the 110. Obviously it's, that'll be like what happens in the playoffs that'll ultimately determine that. Uh, but 2022 first and Mitch Trubisky again, mentioned it's super flex. So it's, that was kind of, I, I sent out a, a, an offer and this was the counter I got back and Trubisky wasn't the reason I wasn't going to make the trade. Cause and all I got in return was Amari Cooper. But that's still, it's Amari Cooper. That's an every week starter. Uh, yep. It helps my team. It's a super flex league where Dak is one of my you quarterbacks. Have Dak. Yep, yep. So I've got that. It's another, you see dynasty leagues where I've got Dak. Imagine that. It's not, it's not our league, uh, folks. It's a different league than the FBC dynasty league. But yes, I do like to collect Dak in, in super flex leagues. But uh, sure. th- there was just the, of all the, of I looked at the, I think I looked at the bottom four or five teams in that league. And of all the players, that was the one that stood out to me the most. And part of it was, part of it was the player on its, on his own. And then it was, wait, I also have Dak. That stack works. So then again, I sent out the offer. I think it was just a first and some fab money because I noticed they had zero left. So I wondered, oh, they do it for a first and a bit of fab just to, to be able to keep bidding on players, but they'd rather have Mitch Trubisky. I know that manager had tried to like send fourths for Trubisky through the season, kind of maybe thinking, does he sign as a, as a starter next year? And I knew it's okay. That's something that that's a piece that could include in value. You know, that first will go up in value, but again, Winning above all, I think Cooper can help me win. So that was the the move there. Yeah, understood. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a that's a smart move and definitely a, a smart strategy with, with the stacking. I've even uh, I've even kind of incorporated that uh, with uh, some of my redraft uh, uh, trades that I've uh, gone out there. I mean, not not just not just for me, but maybe maybe the player I have is a little more enticing to that to that owner because they would be stacked. Uh, mm-hmm. So I mean, uh, so. Uh, it, and then I, I can get the player that I want. So I, I've, I've actually uh, incorporated that a little bit in the uh, redraft league as well. So, but, but yeah, t- tell us about the uh, other trade you made, Kyle. Yeah. And, th- and actually this will lead nicely into the rankings debate because it is going to be a player we're talking about. It's actually involving the player that's going to be our poll this week. Uh, we're 12 spots difference on this particular player. So we're actually, and it was last week was a weird week, week nine, like so many strange things happen. So we're going to be a little strange here and we're actually not going to start with running back. We're going to again, talk about another wide receiver, but this is again, making that trade for that wide receiver quarterback stack. I gave up Devin Singletary and a first. So it's again, giving up that, that rookie 2022 first. Now this is a single quarterback league. So I would say that first is slightly less valued, but it's also a salary cap and contract league. And because you get that, you know, it's not just the rookie you're getting, you're getting the rookie on a rookie contract. Right. right. Um, I think uh, generally the, uh, you know, that like the first round picks, like the one Oh one is usually about 7 million in the first year. I think the back end of the first, you might get into like the four million range about so anywhere in that per season it'll it accrues every year over the four-year life span of the rookie contract but that's about what that contract is uh for reference sake devin singletary on the final year of his contract makes uh just over nine million so it'd be more even than the, the 101 so it's uh but also nothing in the future uh anyway so that's what i gave up was that that rookie first and devin singletary in return i got keenan allen and a third now the third like the, the rookie contract on the third, probably about a million dollars, right? So uh, just, and then for Keenan Allen's contract, it's 10 million this year and 11 million next year. So I do get, it's not just a rental with Keenan Allen. It is, I could use him next season as well. Uh, and I still get the rookie contract. Actually, what ends up happening, uh, my, my cap hit for next year, doing this trade, it goes up by about like four, uh, I think actually about five, six million. So it's not too big of a cap hit. 
Uh, but yeah, it's the idea of a first in Singletary for Keenan Allen in a third. So I got a little bit back with and getting the extra third, but again, the, the key is getting Keenan Allen to stack with Justin Herbert. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's a, another uh, great philosophy to, uh, to, uh, to go with. And, and so, so you're, you have the potential to be locked into Allen for two years is, is what you're saying. Yep. And I mean, in theory, like with this league, you've got uh, extensions and franchise sure. tag possibilities. So um, not sure I want to go that route with Allen, but at least at the very least, this is I've got him for the rest of this year, the rest of this regular season, a playoff stretch, hopefully, and hopefully a good end of regular season to get me in the playoffs. And because uh, I think my team right now is fifth, but yeah. like, I think I'm third in points four. So okay. like, it's something where I believe I'm one win behind second place. Like it's really tight. There's one team at the top. That's really good in terms of their record, but everyone else is really close. So like I could make the playoffs. It's looking like I, I can and, and should be capable of it, but it's so tight that you never know. So I also felt like it, it helps me there. And once I get to the playoffs, if that is the case, Keenan Allen would also be really helpful there. And then yes, yeah, for definitely. next season, even though like, you know, I'm giving up a, a potential rookie that could come in and impact I'm thinking even next season, like it's a, these two years I benefit, but then where, where I get hurt, this deal is years three and four. So 2023, 2024, when my opponent has that rookie on a pretty cheap contract. And if they're producing well, that's good production there. Where I, I would probably have to spend more money in free agency to get that type of production. So it's like, I feel like I win the trade these two years, but probably lose the trade two years from like in 23 and 24. So that's kind of like, it just, it's weighing in the, like, what you're willing to live with and what I was right. willing to give up my first for. And he was one of the better receivers out there. And again, with the stack. So, uh, but talking yeah. about this week, cause rankings debate doesn't include Keenan Allen. So mm-hmm. like I mentioned, he'll be the poll this week, uh, 12 okay. spots difference, Brad. And this is uh, interesting because I have two top five receivers that you have outside the wide receiver one range and like, and it's sort of similar, you have two top seven receivers that I have outside the top 12 range. So we're actually going to start talking about those four players. Uh, we'll start with Keenan Allen. And I noticed uh, you have Mike Williams higher than Keenan Allen. So we flipped because I had kind of gone on, on that a couple of weeks before, uh, ago. I want Allen, like Williams ahead of Allen first, but now I've kind of flipped back, seen Allen produce so well. And it seems like Williams might not be 100%. That connection right. between Herbert and Allen seems to have regained it. So I've kind of flip flopped back to that side. And uh, yeah, not only that, but the matchup against the Vikings, I really like it from a passing game perspective. And so I have Keenan Allen as a top five receiver this week, which is kind of going against expert consensus ranking. It's uh, 16, which is just one spot ahead of your ranking at, at wide receiver 17. But again, that 12 spot differential where because I am so high on Keenan Allen, uh, you know, and I don't think it's just because I gave up a first for him. <laughs> um, right. Although it's funny because I noticed in your ranking, you have Keenan Allen and Armari Cooper next to each other in the ranking. So that's kind of yeah. funny how that worked. I'm not yeah. as high on Cooper this week, but uh, definitely closer to where you have him. But yeah, Keenan Allen's the big difference there. So, okay. um, so you like just I guess the first thing to say is you clearly have Williams ahead of Allen still this week because you have Mike Williams at wide receiver 13. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for a bounce back from Mike Williams. I, I know that uh, Allen has certainly been uh, garnering uh, more of the targets. Uh, I, I do think there was a concern uh, with, with the with the injury with Williams. And, you know, th- this time of year, I mean, who, who really is 100%? I mean, I know I'm certainly not. Um, but but I, I like I the potential for Williams to, uh, uh, you know, like, like you mentioned, uh, with, with the Vikings this week, I, I, I think there's potential for him to uh, – certainly get behind that defense and, and, and take the, you know, uh, and, and land that, uh, that big play that, that he's been missing the last, you know, uh, few, few weeks. And, um, and I mean, I, a little of that, I, I blame on Herbert too. Her, Herbert hasn't been like playing, you know, certainly lights out like he was, you know, uh, right at the beginning. But I, I, I think, I think I see a, 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 a um, a couple uh, deep, deep connections between uh, Herbert and Williams this week. Allen's still going to get his, I, I probably do have him a little, little too low there uh probably thinking that uh williams was gonna you know there was gonna be a little bit more of a, a target balance uh so i could probably uh you know uh move allen up you know maybe a, a spot or two or uh but but yeah no i i, I like williams to uh bounce back this week uh against uh, the vikings defense and and their secondary get get behind them a couple times yeah, and I, again, we both have Mike Williams ranked at a, at a similar spot. I mean, you're actually, it's not that similar. Now I'm looking at it. There were actually eight spots difference. Um, 
Oh yeah, that is something we we're going to talk about later too. So I guess I guess it makes sense to kind of talk about both. Here. Yeah, he's on so, the list. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did list both. Um, yeah. So uh, you've got him at wide receiver thirteen. I've got him at wide receiver twenty-one. Now, what I'm noticing with the consensus ranking is that for both receivers, it's like the consensus is kind of going with the person who's lower. Like looking at uh, at the ECR right now, uh, as I mentioned for half point PPR, this is uh, Fantasy Pros expert consensus ranking, which is an amalgamation of all the rankings kind of put into it. Uh, Keenan Allen is wide receiver 16 and Mike Williams wide receiver 20. So the consensus is going with the person who's lower on both receivers. So it seems like a, a little bit of maybe fading the chargers passing game. Again, I, I'm th- seeing chargers Vikings. I could see just like explosive, a lot of, of, of yards, a lot of touchdowns could be like super back and forth. So I'm, I, I like kind of all the pass catchers, I suppose. But again, I'm, I'm kind of, again, Mike Williams wide receiver 21 is kind of indicative of the fact that like, and I've got Amari Cooper right there too. And I'm not sure they're a hundred percent healthy. And it seems like that's, I mean, again, we could probably assume none, none of the NFL players are hundred percent healthy at this point through the grind that they've already gone through this season, oh, yeah. but it seems like it's maybe more apparent with those two. And because like a guy like Williams is so based on his speed athleticism, when he's hurt, I feel like that hurts his production. Whereas cause I know like Keenan Allen was maybe, I think he was questionable at, at practice or limited practice this week, but it seems like with him, it's the, you know, the, the intelligence to know when to get open, where to get open. And like that, like the, the quickness rather than the speed, something that maybe is less hindered by injury. So that's why I'm, I'm really pushing sure. up Allen this week. And yeah, he makes it into my top five. Surprisingly, again, kind of defying consensus in general. Yeah, no, it's crazy how, uh, you know, just a few weeks, uh, things things change. I mean, feels like uh, just the other day we were talking about um, uh, Mike Williams. I think maybe he was uh, one of our poll questions, too. I mean, you, you had him, you know, uh, certainly top 10. Maybe, maybe it was uh, top five, and and I had him lower. But but now, you know, a few weeks later, they, you know, kind of flip-flop. So uh, such is the NFL. Actually, it's fine. Because, and it's going to be this, like, again, it's a Chargers poll this week. It's Keenan Allen. But, yeah, I'm looking back, and I had Mike Williams at wide receiver five. That was yeah. week five. and uh, But that was the week he ended up at wide receiver one overall. So exactly, exactly. I kind of made it sense there, and I'm, I'm kind of hoping it's, it's going to be kind of a similar thing with Keenan Allen, where the, the touchdowns are there. Certainly hope for that one league I just traded for him. That'd be great. Uh, and, and, no, I'm not just ranking him there just because I traded for him. <laughs> I think it's the opposite. Yeah, I am trading for him because I'm ranking him up there. And again, I made this trade last week before these weeks rankings came out and and things like that. But uh, yeah, the reason I like him so much is that's those are the players I want to trade for. Uh, But yeah, talking about top five uh, wide receiver four, interesting for both of us this week. Uh, You have or sorry, you actually it's wide receiver three for you. My mistake. We have uh, calculated wrong. But yeah, uh, you have at wide receiver three, A.J. Brown at wide receiver four. I have Deontay Johnson. And then the other person has that receiver outside the top 12. So uh, I guess it's a nine spot difference on AJ Brown. Like I said, you've got him at wide receiver three. I've got him at wide receiver 14. And then Deontay Johnson, I've got him wide receiver four. That's an 11 spot difference because you have him down at wide receiver 15. Um, Just a quick look at the consensus kind of matches what you say in both with both of them. Uh, Brown is the ECR wide receiver five this week. Deontay ECR wide receiver 13. So kind of uh, technically in the middle of both of where we are, but in both instances, kind of closer to you. So really I'm the one that needs to make the defenses here, like with Keenan Allen, with Deontay, and even with an uh, AJ Brown, I'm the one that's kind of defying consensus here, but uh, uh, even so AJ Brown wide receiver three is technically higher than consensus. So why do you think he has top three upside this week? Um, Going against uh, new Orleans. I mean, uh, the, the Titans are coming home. Uh, you know, they, they got to be feeling pretty good about themselves. Right. I mean, uh, you know, w- what they've done, uh, you know, with, w- without uh, Derek Henry, they're, they're still the, still leading the AFC South. Uh, I have a feeling it looks like uh, Julio Jones is going to be able to play this week. I think that's going to um, help out the situation with AJ Brown. I think the uh, running game for Tennessee is, is, I mean, we saw what it was last week, which was not much. Um, I, I think it's uh, it's time for AJ Brown to, uh, you know, uh, spread his wings and, and have one of those just incredible weeks. And, and this is a, this could be the week to do it against the uh, uh, against the Saints who, who are banged up in the, in the secondary. Uh, certainly both teams uh, have something to play for. It could, could be a very entertaining game, uh, e- even with the uh, uh, issues that the Saints have at, uh, at quarterback right now. But uh, I, I just look for uh, AJ Brown to uh, capitalize having having uh, Jones back in the lineup. Uh, obviously, I, I think 
Uh, his target share is going to go up with uh, uh, with Derrick Henry out as well. Uh, there's going to be more opportunity. Uh, I, I think they're, the uh, the game script's going to change, of course, uh, for the Titans to uh, throw the ball a little bit more, and uh, I think he's going to be right in the middle of it. I guess my concern with why I have him outside the top 12 is even if Julio's there, I feel like the Saints plan, like, yeah, the secondary is banged up, but at least Marshawn Lattimore seems like he's kind of been like, he's been really good. And it's been tough for opposing receivers that are in the ones that he does shadow. And this strikes me as even with Julio's there, AJ Brown's going to get a shadow. Like this isn't one where like, like he's very clearly the alpha, especially with no Derek Henry. Like the offense kind of is going to flow through him. In most weeks, I would love that because it would just mean he garnered so many targets. But for a week like where you've got the 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 truly elite corners that will kind of shadow him, it makes it more difficult. And, and Tannehill's a smart enough quarterback where he's not going to force it to Brown. He, he'll give it to Brown every time he's open, and that's offense. Right. That's why he gets so many targets. But if he's not, he's he's not afraid to go to the the no name guys uh, that you know the, or the surprising name guys that that, that some people say who's the, who is that. Uh, right. But uh, and I mean you know if Julio's there. It, it, I think it, you know, adds to the odds that targets kind of go away from Brown. So, you know, not enough. I mean, again, wide receiver 14, I'm not saying he's outside the top 15 at all. He's definitely, you know, a must week, every week starter, but, you know, I think especially at the top end is maybe where you make differentiations on who do you, who do you target and avoid in DFS. And yeah, I'm just a little hesitant with Brown this week. Now, Deontay Johnson, I've got no hesitation for in terms of corners because they're playing the Lions. And this is one where I'm really high on Najee this week, too. And I'm like, I've got Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson both at top five at their respective positions. And I just think they could just, they'll they'll just actually crush the Lions. They could score so many points on them. And like, I don't think the Lions have an answer for Deontay. And he's just going to garner targets, too, kind of like AJ Brown, only like there's no corner there where I'm really worried about where (laughs) he's like, he's going to, garner a bunch of targets and probably catch most of them. And, and, you know, some of those could be like long targets as well, where it's like a a long touchdown grab. He's made a few of those this year. It could be the shorter routes where he's just accumulating a bunch of of targets in half point PPR. Like that still makes enough of a difference. So sure. uh, I think that the floor is there for Johnson, but I think the upside's there as well. And that's why I've I've got him at wide receiver four, which again, is kind of defying the consensus, but uh, I think, he's a great play this week uh, again every week starter anyway but dfs plays i think that's where he's a guy i'd really want to go towards because i think he's got the, the ceiling there so just wanted to highlight deontay johnson this week and yeah it, it's uh it's funny that we have so many differences at the top another right. player i mentioned you have two top seven receivers i have outside uh my wide receiver one range the other one is cd lamb you've got him at wide receiver seven i have him at wide receiver 16 so it's a nine spot difference similar to aj brown uh, his consensus ranking is 11. So it, it is kind of more in the middle. So we are really kind of representing the, the extreme ends of, of CD lamb and his production right now. Uh, so, uh, CD lamb at wide receiver seven ahead of your guy, Stefan Diggs, even too. That's, that's a little surprise. I know how much you like Diggs. So, uh, right. why so high on CD this week? Uh, I think the, uh, the, the Cowboys were embarrassed last week, uh, about what, what happened, uh, going, going against the Broncos. I think lamb, uh, is shaking off that injury. I, I was actually surprised to see him on the field as much as we did last week, which, uh, um, but I, I think this is the week, I mean, going against uh, Atlanta, right. I believe. Yeah. Going against Atlanta. I think uh, obviously we've, you know, spoken at uh, nauseum about the, uh, the Atlanta defense, but I, I think the, I mean, I, f- I feel pretty bad for the Falcons this week. I mean, I think the Cowboys, like I said, are embarrassed that they're going to go out and, and have something to prove, make, you know, show everybody that they still are elite. And uh, I think Lamb's going to be right in the mix of it. I think uh, Dak's going to be able to uh, uh, get him the ball whenever he wants. Uh, I think the offensive line is uh, certainly going to put up a nice uh, pocket for him. I, I, I like uh, both um, both Lamb and Cooper uh, this week. I, I think uh, I think you already mentioned I, I like Cooper a little bit more than you. But, uh, I mean, I just like the Cowboys in general uh, with this one. I, I, I can't exactly remember where I have uh, Elliot, but I'm sure he's uh, he, he's up there as well. I just look for a bounce back game and uh, for Lamb to, uh, to to thrive against that um, that Falcons defense. You've got him at running back eight. I looked at, at Zeke, which is the, the consensus rank is eight. I actually have him at RB four, so I'm okay. I'm a little uh, higher, but yep. but still, like clearly, you know, you you've got both of them as top eight options. You think that again? It's like my thinking with Deontay and Najee Harris. I've got both ranked so high uh, that it's just like I, they'll score so many points that you want all the the pieces. And here you want like the top running back and the number one receiver. 
Yeah, that that sounds sounds about right. And with uh, to to go back to Deontay Johnson real quick, I think I, I just brought him down a little bit. Uh, I still have concerns with uh, Roethlisberger uh, being being the quarterback there, uh, but but I also have a huge feeling that this is the week for Najee Harris. I'm similar similar to what you already said. I, I think uh, I think he's going to be fed often. Uh, uh, pre- predominantly in, in in the running game, but I mean, he's obviously shown that he's a, uh, a capable receiver out of the backfield and, and can do things as well. I think this is he, he's already had a couple, you know, teetering, um, just absolute boom weeks. But I think this is the uh, the sonic boom week for uh, for the rookie from Alabama. And I will say, talking about the top end of our rankings, at least at number one, is actually the same at all four positions. Uh, Lamar Jackson at quarterback, Travis Kelsey at tight end, Cooper Cup at wide receiver, and we both have Jonathan Taylor at RB1 this week. Uh, RB, we actually have, if we're half-point PPR, we have the same top three in the exact same order. Jonathan Taylor, one, Najee Harris, two, Austin Eckler, three. Okay. All right. Look at that. Look at that. We we can agree sometimes. <laughs> Uh, where, where we disagree in a major fashion is the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, so a few differences here. So starting with Adam Thielen, but really, I mean, to me, it's all the same argument, I think, because that, that's kind of what reflects the differences in my rankings. Justin Jefferson, we're both pretty close on. I think he he's kind of done enough that like he, he's earned kind of every week respect. I've got him at wide receiver 12. You have him uh, at wide receiver six, probably, so probably higher. You're, yeah. you're a little higher than I am, um, and and I mean, you also have Godwin at five, and we know he's dealing with a, a bit of a right. questionable injury. So that's right. something where you might even, you know, through the week raise Justin Jefferson up. But at, at least, like, we both have him at top twelve options. But really, to to like the big difference starts again with Adam Thielen. Um, so you've got him. It's a it's an eight spot difference. You've got him at wide receiver twenty six. I've got him at wide receiver eighteen. Uh, consensus is wide receiver 21 there. And uh, I think it there's really only one quarterback we're really different on this week, and it's Kirk Cousins. And again, that's why I think it's basically the same argument. Uh, I've got him at QB8. Uh, eight, and again, it's uh, actually it is. It's exactly eight spots difference, just like with Adam Thielen. Funny enough, the teammates, okay. they match so well. Uh, so yeah, you've got him at QB16. Uh, his consensus ranking is QB14. So again, uh, that's one where Again, I'm, I'm a little bit higher on the consensus on Cousins, uh, but I, I think I've already said it. Like the, the Chargers-Vikings matchup to me it seems like one where it's going to be a you know, pretty heavy shootout, a lot of passing yards, one you want to invest in through the passing game, through the quarterbacks. And so that's why higher on Cousins, higher on Thielen. Obviously, we both think Justin Jefferson will get his even in bad matchups, but it's like Thielen makes a big difference, right? Are they going to be throwing a lot, especially in the red zone? Is that something where Thielen can maybe get the touchdowns? And that's why he at least gets into my top 20. And then because of that, I'm also lower on Dalvin Cook. And I guess we kind of use this to transition to the rest of the running backs afterwards. Uh, But uh, that's, I mentioned the top three is the same, but you have Cook at four. And that's where our big differences start at running back. Because I've got him down at RB11. Uh, So seven spots difference. I think among our top 12 backs, it's the one where the the biggest difference is on. Uh, But yeah, uh, so a lot there. So again, we can really talk, feel free to talk about really any of those three players, Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, or Dalvin Cook. But again, I've kind of made my argument that I'm pro passing game in this game, which will hurt Cook a little bit, I think. Right. And I I think I'm uh, taking the other side. I think uh, Cook's going to be able to, uh, you know, uh, bob and weave and, and, and control the ball. I, I, I do see this as, you know, certainly opportunity for both teams to score, but I think if the Vikings want to win this game, which, you know, I, I would imagine they want to, they want to control the ball, uh, chew up the clock. And that's where Dalvin cook comes, comes into handy. Uh, I mean, I, I, I do like uh, Jefferson Jefferson's ability to uh, get down the field, get over the top. Uh, Thielen has uh, disappointed me. Maybe, maybe that ranking was a little bit of a, um, you know, kind of a sucker punch from me just because I have him on, on a few teams and he just, uh, ha- you know, has certainly tapered off since a, uh, you know, a, a, a relatively hot start, uh, I, I, they haven't been going to him to, you know, extend drives, anything like that. But, but I do like uh, Dalvin cook this week to, uh, you know, move the chains, chew up the clock and, uh, and, and uh, find pay dirt uh, in the red zone. With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No All right. So, as mentioned, uh, once we're done the, uh, that, that whole Vikings discussion, uh, we're going to talk about the, the rest of the running backs now. So, really, like among the, the, the high end, I guess, there's really only one other major difference, and that's uh, Daryl Henderson. So looking at the Rams. Uh, so, Brad, you have him – or sorry, Daryl – not Daryl Henderson. We both really like Daryl Henderson. I was going to say, that so doesn't many, sound right. So many Daryls. There's too many yeah. Daryls. Yeah. Uh, I think that might have been a discussion one week. But you have him at <laughs> – so just for reference sake, you have Daryl Henderson at RB7. I have him at RB8. So clearly not a big difference, uh, which actually we're, we're both higher than consensus. He's at RB 11 in consensus ranking. So we're actually both on the Daryl Henderson trade. No, it's uh, a yeah. Daryl Williams. My mistake, my mistake, folks, Daryl Williams. No need to panic. It's funny because we actually have had this discussion. I'm pretty sure the opposite yeah. way where I've been really high on Daryl Williams. Uh, not the case for you. Uh, totally the opposite this week. You've got him at uh, RB 16. And again, it's a half point PPR. I've got him down at RB24. So uh, eight spots difference is, I believe it's our, well, actually there's another Williams that were different on eight spots again. Uh, another familiar face too. Uh, so those are the two biggest uh, running back differences, the two Williams, but we'll start with Daryl there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like uh, I like the matchup against the Raiders. I, I, think, uh, I think the Chiefs, obviously, you know, the last few weeks have been struggling to find themselves offensively. And maybe it is that, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes is uh, putting, putting too much pressure on himself. Now the Raiders uh, certainly, you know, come in that they have a decent, decent uh, run defense, but, but I, I think that, uh, that uh, Daryl Williams uh, will be able to find some holes. I'll obviously still get involved in the passing game. I think that's, I think that should be the, uh, the game plan for the chiefs. Uh, a lot of talk has been about Mahomes constantly looking downfield for the big play. I think if he just kind of shortens the game, uh, you know, uh, has some dump offs to uh, Daryl Williams, uh, you know, he, he gets, you know, you know, four or five receptions and, and, and see, see what he can, he can do with that. Uh, I don't, I don't think, uh, I think last week we were concerned about uh, Derek Gore, you know, uh, c- kind of coming in, uh, taking some touches and that, that didn't really happen too much uh, this past week. Uh, I, I think right now, Daryl Williams is, is the man in Kansas city. It may just be for uh, no, one more week or it could be uh, uh, for, for longer, as long as uh, Edward Soler is out. So, but, but it, it really has to do with the matchup and what I think that the chiefs have to readjust their mindset and, and take what the defense gives them. And Williams is going to be right there uh, to uh, catch the, catch the short passes and to, uh, uh, you know, just uh, power the ball for, for the first downs and, uh, and, you know, hopefully get, in the end zone uh, so that's why i kind of have him up I, I, I certainly had him lower last week but i i think there's potential for him to uh to uh, uh score well this week and what, what what's your mindset with uh williams yeah i think the score that's the key word there so we, we're transitioning so well um i don't think he's going to find the end zone this week and i'm looking at the, my my goal line guide uh that's what i do every week again it's all about touchdown production mm-hmm. uh and it and i think it, a lot of it's to do with the raiders defense they have only allowed 30 percent of the running plays against them from inside their own five yard line to go for touchdowns mm-hmm. it's not lowest in the league uh but quick look for teams playing this week the only teams with better goal line defenses running the ball uh the colts the patriots the Cardinals. And I mean, like, those are like three, like of the better defensive units overall, especially the Cardinals this year, right. uh, the Steelers that's a really good run defense as well. Um, that's it. I'm looking at, Oh, uh, sorry. The Buccaneers. How could I forget them? Which has been like the best run defense over the last like three seasons. Um, so outside of like that, that's kind of where the, the Raiders are just behind 
like those true elite run stuffing units when it comes to that goal line defense. So okay. I actually see it being a, a tough week for Dur- Durrell Williams to score. Like you said, though, I mean, he, he he's the, the pass catching back. Like, even if, like, I don't think there's any indication that Clyde Edward Tiller is playing this week, but even if he is, it seems like Williams will still get those, that those roll on, on third downs and those, right. those dump off passes that that's enough to at least like hold up his value. Again, I've got him outside the RB two range. So I'm not as convinced, like as saying he's a must start. I don't think he's a must sit though. Like I think he's, he'll offer enough value that you, you could start him. I don't look, I don't think I'll start him absolutely everywhere. I have him, right. but to be honest, I think like, you know, the top 30 running backs are all kind of like you can flex them, like, like sort of specifically those guys, like 20 to 30, right? Like those are, you may not play them in your RB spots every week, but you can, they're at least flex worthy. And I think that's where Darrell Williams is. So I don't think he's a must start this week. Like I would other weeks, but not running to the Hills benching him either, but still running back 26 shows where I'm a little uh, hesitant on, on him finding the end zone really. Yeah, I think it also shows, you know, a little bit of uh, your hesitation for the Chiefs uh, offense, offensive woes uh, recently, too. So uh, but uh, but, no, I I, I understand uh, you're, uh, you know, uh, referencing your goal line goal line guide. And I certainly uh, was not aware of the of the uh, Raiders uh, in in red zone with with the rushing. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to see how uh, things shake out. And it's like, you know, the perception is the Raiders. Oh, this is a such an easy defense to get through, right? Carve right through them. But like, like they're sh- like the numbers are kind of pointing out to, uh, they're really vulnerable, yeah. especially, and especially in the, in the, that by like five yard line, they're really vulnerable through the air. So like teams yeah. have also had a lot of success there, which maybe they're, you know, still though, like, I think it's, it, it's credit to their run defense. I think the, the Raiders run defense doesn't get enough good credit. And I think that's, we might, we might see it here, but uh, speaking of the Williams, uh, again, Javante Williams seems like we talk about him every week. And again, this is another one where yeah. like both of us have flip-flopped. Like sometimes you have Williams higher. Sometimes you have Gordon higher. Uh, this is another week where I'm higher on Melvin Gordon. Uh, I've got him at RB 19. Uh, I believe you have Javante Williams higher, but you, you've also only got them separated by two spots. You've got Javante at RB 20, Gordon at 22. So like our Gordon rankings are really close, but really the big difference is I do have Javante Williams ranked lower uh, RB 28. I really didn't like the fact that he got zero targets last week. That's that's concerning. Now, you look at the game script, they led for most of that game. Uh, surprisingly, probably too, because you think like that's one game where you, you'd expect him to catch passes uh, against the Dallas. So is it a freak game script? I guess, I mean, like, I don't even know what's going to happen against them in Denver. Like, those are two right. really strange teams. I don't even know what's going on there. Or yeah. them and, sorry, them and the Eagles, like Denver and Philly. Uh, but, uh, but still like I'm looking at the consensus rankings and they have Gordon at 19 and Javante Williams at 23. So the consensus is saying Gordon over Williams. So what's your reasoning this week, Brad, for saying Williams over Gordon? I think, uh, last week, uh, William Williams, uh, you know, showcased a little bit what, what he can do. Uh, the r- rookie, uh, certainly got over the, uh, hundred yard mark, uh, on, on 17 carries. Uh, he, he, he had the burst to, um, to make things happen. Uh, I, I am still kind of surprised that they're still doing the, the, the 50, 50. I, I thought that, um, I thought that Williams would be overtaking him at, at this point, but, uh, I mean, Gordon certainly has shown that he, you know, he's, uh, more than a viable player, but, uh, also a, a viable, uh, fantasy player as well. So, I mean, I, I, I understand it. Um, both of them got plenty of touches last year or last week. Of course it was because, uh, they were up, up so big, but, uh, no, I, I, I think that, uh, I don't know, man. Just, just keep, keep waiting on the, uh, the big uh, burst for, uh, for Williams to, uh, to uh, overcome it. So yeah, I have him uh, just, you know, uh, a couple points uh, or a couple spots higher than, uh, than Gordon at this time. All right. Yeah. And I think it, again, it really just came down to it. Almost, like every week, it seems like who gets the touchdown is going to be the right, one that right. outscores it. I'll be as much as, like you mentioned, Javante Williams got a hundred yards. Uh, rushing it was still gordon with the better fantasy day because he found the end zone it seems like they're still giving him those those goal line carries although williams has had some as well so a couple yeah maybe like the consensus ranking has them a lot closer than what i have them like and to be fair you you do too like you've got them close together so maybe that i am a little too low on on javante williams that might be one where where i revise a little bit um now looking at tight ends i think uh, we are getting towards the end of the episode there's one major tight end that again well I, i say major because in my mind, I've, and I've had this since the start of the season, and this is dynasty redraft alike. 
to me, there was a tear break after the top six. It was like, to me, the, the top six tight end and then everyone else. And I still like, I know it's, I feel like the everyone else, there's some players that have gotten a lot closer to those top six, but like in my rankings, I still have it as those six. Like those are still going to be the first six I rank every week, unless one of them has an awful matchup. That's just atrocious. And I, I feel like I have to drop them. There's another player with a good enough matchup, but like that didn't strike me as being the case this week. Like, so I, I was kind of consistent on that and put those six in as, as my first six, uh, our top five, while not the exact same order are the same five, Brad, uh, both of us have Kelsey at one. Uh, we both have Kittle and Andrews in the top three. We both have Darren Waller at four, Kyle Pitts at five. Uh, so actually pretty close to the same, which really just the Andrews and Kittle. We, we just got them reversed, um, which is funny because, uh, you know, your, your uh, picture on the article this week is, is George Kittle, but I'm actually the one who was higher on Kittle. <laughs> one spot, <laughs> one spot's not a big difference. I'm teasing you. But uh, TJ Hawkinson, though, that's the one where it's not a, uh, just a one spot difference. And uh, I mean, one spot between where I have him at tight end six and the consensus, which is tight end seven. Uh, but you're defying the consensus a little bit, and you actually have him outside the tight end one range. You have TJ Hawkinson at tight end 13. I do. All right, so let's hear it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's. What have What have you done for me lately? I mean, I, the the Lions' offense is is uh, uh, absolutely atrocious. I, I mean, they they don't they're not scoring points. They're not necessarily moving the ball uh, that much. I I, I don't. I, I like those uh, other guys uh, ahead of him. Um, I, he's just not um, – he, he's not producing like like I had hoped. I, I certainly have him in a, uh, one of my leagues. Uh, may have taken him a little early, to, thinking that the volume was going to be there, the opportunities were going to be there. It just doesn't seem to to happen. I don't know if it's uh, golf not having enough time. Uh, I mean, they're, they're certainly behind uh, uh, pretty much the, the whole game, every single game. Uh, I, I just um, – I don't know. Yeah, thirteen, thirteen's a punishment for him in, in my mind. I mean, I, I just I haven't, I haven't seen what 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 you know anything to make him be in that top twelve um, at this point. And uh, you know, maybe this week changes. I mean, I, I think going against the Steelers, uh, they certainly have some nice safety play, nice um, nice linebackers that uh, you know can cause him some some problems. And and I think their pass rush. Um, is going to be able to, uh, you, you know, cause uh, Goff to uh, get off his mark as well, have some errant throws. I mean, he uh, Hawkinson may get the targets, but uh, I mean, that could be a uh, three feet over his head or 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 two feet in front of him. Uh, but I, I I don't I don't see him uh, pr- pr- producing this week at a um, at a tight end one level. And you look at what he has produced so far this year, and it's funny he was the tight end three in back-to-back weeks to start the seasons. weeks one and two. He hasn't scored a touchdown since then. And you know, that's, he's had one top six tight end finish since then. Uh, now he is coming off like, okay, so the touchdowns haven't been there, but the targets the last three weeks certainly have been 11 targets, nine targets. And then, uh, then, well, not last week, two weeks ago, because last week they were on by but week eight, their last game before the buy, he had 11 targets. And in half point PPR scoring, he did finish as the tight end one because he caught 10 of those for 89 yards. And even though he yeah. didn't score a touchdown, his number of receptions allowed him to finish over George Kittle, who had 100 yards and a touchdown. But I think he Kittle only did it on, if I remember correctly, six catches. So just those extra, yeah, that, that, those extra couple points were enough to push Hawkinson over the top. But again, it's been, you know, last or yeah two weeks ago in week eight and then the first two weeks of the season but outside of that he hasn't been a top six tight end but i'm also maybe banking on just that volume right like i, I think like very easily just double digit targets like again almost over the last three weeks nine is close enough to, to double digit 10 but i think it's just to myself i'm just banking on those targets more than anything hoping the touchdowns come somewhere yeah, I mean, definitely understood. I mean, yeah, I mean, looking at the past, he, he's he's getting the targets. Uh, he did have a nice week that the, the week you were talking talking about, but uh, yeah, I just, uh, I mean, I, I like the uh, I like the guys I have uh, have ahead of him, and uh, I I think Pittsburgh's just uh, the Pittsburgh defense can be uh, too suffocating. He's not going to find find any uh, room, and uh, Goff's not going to have uh, as much time as as uh, maybe he has in weeks before. And it's funny, Brad, just looking at our, our tight end rankings, there are three of the tight ends I have as the in the tight end one range as top 12 tight ends that you have outside that range. Uh, Hawkinson's one. The other two are, and they just get that threshold for me, my tight end 11, Jared Cook, and my tight end 12, Zach Ertz. Um, and again, I think it's 
especially with Earth. Earth, I think it's volume that, you know, there's a lot of receivers hurt there in Arizona now and may not have their starting QB either, but I just feel like he's, you know, they traded for him for a reason. They're going to make him part of the offense, especially when other guys are hurt, more targets. And then with Cook, it's back to the whole, you know, I think the Chargers are going to score a ton of points. It's like them and the Vikings, uh, they're going to be high scoring. So that's why I have those two just making that threshold of tight end ones. But uh, is it, are you afraid of them in particular, or is it some of the players that you have that you that you do have in your tight end one range, like Tyler Higby, Hunter Henry, guys that I don't have as my as top twelve tight ends? Is it just that you prefer them over Cook and Ertz? Or are there something in particular about those two older tight ends that you, you don't like this week? Uh, I mean, there's definitely a preference uh, for, for for the uh, you know the Higbys and the Hunter Henrys. Uh, of, of the world uh, going into this week. Uh, but, but a lot of it has to do with um, just the other opportunities that, that, on the, that are on uh, the chargers for cook. I mean, the, I mean, we, we've you know, already talked about uh, Mike Williams and, and Keenan Allen. And we, we both have uh, Austin Eckler as a top three running back this week. Uh, same, same goes with, uh, with, with Ertz. I mean, uh, I mean, I think it was a great move for him to uh, go down to Arizona, but, I think I think things uh, it, it just just go go by uh, go by game script game script. I, I think uh, after Connor's big week, I think maybe uh, Arizona kind of shifts their shifts the way that they play, and 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 Ertz is on the outside, uh, not completely on the outside, but you know more more so on the fringe of of the outside than, and looking in, and as far as uh, getting targets and, and and being part of the offense. So I, I think a. a a little bit is just a preference with uh, with the Henrys and and Higbies with, with their with their offenses uh, and and how they're utilized, uh, but it also has to do with uh, the players around the other two that I, that I have ranked lower. Like especially with Henry, like I think you could think he he might be the alpha in the Patriots, like he might be the top target there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's kind of a surprise, right, from the beginning of the year. So, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was on all in on Johnny Smith. Yeah, not so good now. Uh, but uh, Freddie, you know, hopefully this episode was good. Hopefully you enjoyed it and were able to take a lot from it. Again, talking the the trades, uh, trying to trade for stacks and, and trying to find inherent value that you know may not cost you more to get, but it helps your your weekly ceiling overall. So just things like that. And then of course, talking about the rankings debate. It wasn't just Minnesota Vikings, although there was a lot of Vikings talk, a lot of Vikings Chargers talk this week. Apparently, really yeah. into that game. Yeah, it's a big game. Uh, but yeah, so uh, hopefully we can help get you ready for this uh, big week 10. Uh, if you have any further questions, reach out to us on Twitter at FPC underscore fantasy pod. Also, your co hosts individually, Brad's at the rundown underscore BH. I'm at Senra Says. As always, download the full press coverage app. It's available for free on Android and iOS stores. Allows you access to all of the full press coverage content in one convenient place, and that is the full press coverage app for free. Shout out to PA the second on Twitter at PA underscore II official. He lets us use the song Melody as our intro and outro music. So as we are in the outro, Brad, any final thoughts for this? Uh, no, not necessarily. We just uh, love to hear from you, hear, hear from everybody. Uh, pass around the uh, the poll question. Uh, we, we'd love to get as many votes as we can, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah, Keenan Allen. Is, you know, am I going to repeat? Is, is a, a top five Chargers tie, uh, wide receiver going to going to break the bank here, or, or uh, leave me broken with that? Uh, not so great game. Uh, uh, I didn't even the first form. So banking a lot on, on Keenan Allen here. And uh, again, we're, we're uh, banking on your interaction. We appreciate everything and everyone uh, that uh, comes and talks to us. But of course, above all. We appreciate you listening to the Full Press Fantasy Pod. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overplayed by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.